Hey y'all, today I get to talk to Joey from the band Roshi. Joey is an amazing person, awesome bass player. To me, he's really known for his uh, love for the local scene, arts, music, uh, and his love of anime. Um, so we talk about some of the anime bass lines, anime music, things he's done, uh, how he got into tapping, and so much more. So please listen, like, and subscribe, um, and let me know who you want to hear from next. Please enjoy this, and I thank you so much for the support. Uh, thank you for being a part of Base to Base. <laughs> yeah, man, that's cool. That's a cool idea. And thanks, I appreciate it. Um, let's let's get started. When uh, when did you know music was going to be a part of your life? Um, you know, Matt, I uh, I started playing bass, or I started playing guitar um, because I was like I was jealous of somebody, I was envious. I know that's not the most noble reason to get started, but there's this guy back in high school. School. he had like he had a lot of attention because he was like a really good guitarist but he really wasn't and I remember like not even playing an instrument I was like I bet I could do that better than him in a couple of weeks so I, I started practicing um and then I kind of just kept doing it from that point on I was like you know what I know I started this out of spite but I actually really like it <laughs> so I, <laughs> I, yeah, I just kept playing guitar not the best reason but you know I've loved it since then yeah man uh honest and honest reason that's that's cool that's what we're asking for so so previous to you said that was in high school so was there like any music was music really important to you before then and you know what's crazy is that uh in my in my household they believe it or not we just we didn't listen to music man like my my parents would listen to like billy joel and jim croce um but uh, that didn't interest me like at all um they had even bought me a guitar um three years before i started playing um, and it just sat in the corner of my room because I was like, well, that's cool, but I don't listen to anything that I would, you know, uh, I, have no, I have no interest in, in kind of doing music. And then Guitar Hero came out, too. And then once that came out, then I started getting more interested in, like, rock music. And I was like, oh, shit, I have a guitar, too. I can, you know, use that, that frustration and I can do that. So that, that got me actually listening into music that had live instruments before that music wasn't really a big thing in, in my life. Weird. Yeah, that, that's pretty odd. Um... <laughs> What what was like a what was the song or some of the songs like that you heard that started like getting you interested or making you or maybe making you want to like practice or learn? Oh man, that's a good question. Um, well, I, I started playing. I'll, I'll tell. I'll I'll kind of gear the conversation towards more more bass as opposed to guitar. Um, mm -hmm. But when I was the first song I wanted to learn on on um, bass, funny enough, man, I think it was probably for whom the bell tolls, right? Because me and my buddies, we would play a lot of Metallica and everybody played, you know, fucking guitar. <laughs> so they're like, okay, well, you know, we're all playing the leads on this. Somebody has to hold the low end. We didn't even have a drummer friend, right? Um, so it was just three guitars. Um, so I said, hey, I'll play the bass part because it's kind of leady, right? I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. And I, I remember I didn't have a bass for the longest time. Uh, I just had a little Squire guitar so i was like well the notes are the same i'll just play it i'll play my my six string guitar like this and i remember uh, it was an acoustic too so i even like had to like practice slap on my acoustic guitar and i was like this is so fucking hard so when i actually got my first choir i was like oh my god everything makes so much more sense now yeah <laughs> weird and so um so when did you when did you like pick up your first bass or when did you get your first bass Oh man, you know, I was um I was that guy for a while, the guy who just, hey man, I don't play bass, but you like you let me borrow it, I'll play with you, you know, I'll jam with you. 
uh, and that's always kind of a dubious request. But you know, it turns out that, that I mean, I could play somewhat. Uh, I was in a band for a while where I played guitar, and my bassist would like he would like keep his bass away from me because every time he walked out or went to go get, talk to his friends or took a phone call, I'd like slither over and pick up his Fender Jazz and like, hey, this is so cool. I really wish I had my own. Uh, I, so, but I didn't actually get my own first bass until like maybe 2013, 2013, 2014. Um, it was a it was a Squire, and I remember like thinking it was it was so amazing like this is such a great instrument everything is i don't have to play chords anymore i can play just one <laughs> big full notes you know the the first song i ever played live with like a full band i think was uh it was house of the rising sun i think that's what it was and it was so cool i don't have to do that big arpeggiation thing i can just <laughs> <laughs> it was fun Dan, that's cool man uh are there any like b bass players that are like a big influence on you right now Oh, sorry, my my internet freaked out for a second. There was a question. Oh, it's all good. Uh, are what are like some of the bass players that are your influence like right now? Big influence, man. Andrew from Another Drive and you. That was the easy answers, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I've only ever seen you like maybe four or five times live. Um, yeah. but I remember one of the first times I saw y'all at uh, the Brick, which was the first time I think I, I played with you, it was cool, man. Because Jason, uh, I think it was Jason, he would just say, "Check a bass solo," and then. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? That's cool. <laughs> uh, and then Danella, uh, Andrew, um, just king slap, and he was super clean, and he wrote really good bass lines that really moved it. But as far as, like, um, like beyond local, locally, um, Flea, Flea was a huge one for me. Um, he just has such a good melodic sense. And, uh, and Steve Harris, um, man, between Steve Harris and the guy who kind of taught me how to play bass, I was constantly just throwing in the gallop, man. Like no matter, it didn't matter what fucking song it would be. Like if there was a ding, 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 I was ding, 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 ding. And like I was subdividing, like how can I get in as fast of a triplet as possible or, you know? Yeah, so yeah, I guess that. Oh yeah. Um, so one thing I like, when I think of you and your bass playing, I think of tapping. Um, I don't know if it's maybe just like what I've seen or what you share, but I feel like you're really good at tapping. Like, how did you start getting uh, into tapping on the bass? Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, I think it all started on, on guitar initially. Um, one day uh, I got my Guitar World magazine, um, and Eddie Van Halen had an issue. Learn how to play Eruption. And I was like, well, and again, I, I didn't listen to rock music that much at the time. Um, so I was okay, well, let's see what this is all about. Um, and then when it gets to that, that one tapping part, um, Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace, it just blew my mind. I was like, how is that so clean? How is that so fast? What is going on? I don't hear the pick attack, what's happening? Uh, and then so I started with that and then I kind of just graduated into moving that into my bass playing. Um, and and uh, for a lot of the bass stuff I do that's, that's tapping on bass, um, I try to look at it as, uh, I cannot play this any other way, <laughs> so I have to tap these notes. Uh, like for for example, like a lot of the stuff I want to do is I want to play like a nice solid melody, so I'll work out a melody with my left hand, and then my right hand I'll try to create some sort of nice um, uh, higher register thing to go with the guitar player. So it's almost like a third guitar playing with them. Uh, the, the way I, I um, kind of sell, I, I think I sell myself short, but I, I say it all the time. I, I, the way I play piano is kind of like 
a super entry level piano player, or sorry, bass is like a, a super entry level piano player. So like you'll see like how they'll just kind of ding ding and this melody, and then they'll do maybe a chord and just one note by itself. Um, so yeah, it's like a real beginner piano player playing bass, and then I just kind of embellish and add stuff um, based on what I hear my guys do. But uh, but I, I love I love tapping it. It's, it's and that's you know the, the easy answer too is that it's kind of a showman thing too. Like, oh wow look <laughs> sometimes when i when i'm just I, i'm trying to sell it on stage i'll even um tap things that i could i could easily pick i could easily <laughs> play. but look hey look now he's doing this up here he's not doing this little well what's he doing now yeah yeah i mean uh <laughs> especially live performance like showmanship's all a part of it you know i think sometimes too that could uh inspire people to play to want to try to do what you're doing you know yeah, for sure. I, yeah, and I've, I've had people ask me too when I do certain bass techniques. Um, there was this one song that we used to have where it was like a dual, like kind of harmony, uh, and I realized, oh, I can play this with one hand. So let's do the Steve Vai thing, right? You know, you cover the you cover the neck and you play the tapping underneath. Uh, and somebody asked me after the show, like, hey, so I gotta ask, why do you why do you do that one part? Where you, you you mute it so that way you can play it cleaner. Um, and I just and I couldn't I didn't want to say oh because it looks cooler, you know. So I was like. Yes, yes, that's why I do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. You got it. Go do it. Yeah, I mean, it does meet it a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the real answer. But it's just because it looks cool. <laughs> um, let's get into to some of your gear because you have some real cool gear you're playing with now. What uh, what what's your setup right now? Okay, um, Matt, you know. COVID times, um, <laughs> my, my setup really keeps changing, but I don't know what's going to make it back to the stage. Um, but if I had to guess, um, my main amp is I'm playing through my Aguilar, little lightweight 410, and it's it's so fucking tiny, man. Like Everybody always goes, hey, man, you playing like a 12 up there or a 15 or 210. I was like, no, nah, dude, there's 410 in speakers in that thing. <laughs> uh, and, and it has the, I have the dark glass um, microtubes bass head on that which is a real just asshole of a head because it pushes out 900 watts of power. Um, and my guitarists are at 15 watts each right now. So I just super don't need that much. But man, it's fun to blow them away. Um, so that, that's my amp. Uh, and then as far as my pedal board, I'm, I'm super simple. I, I used to be a huge pedal board guy. Um, but now I, I just used to get so much anxiety, just like, okay, I gotta turn this on at this point, and I gotta turn that off, then I turn this back on. And, and there was a point even where like with my EQs, right? Cause I was playing an active bass. It's like, okay, so I have my onboard EQ, and then I go into my compressor, which kind of has an EQ, and then I go into my preamp, which has another EQ, and then my head has to be set a certain way. So uh, I got good advice from my, our buddy Chris, who was like, oh man, I just leave everything flat, and I just use the active preamp on my bass and to, to the room. I was like, oh dude, what yes <laughs> so, so i started doing that um so on my pedal board right now all i have is just a good old tuner um which my bases like they stay in, in tune really well but just, i don't know if it's like a, a weird habit i have every after every song i'm really mute huh? my tuning? okay like it <laughs> then i go back everything's fine but um i have had weird anomalies i remember i played one show imagine where my, my low b string just exploded out of my bass that like i don't remember what happened or someone <laughs> touched it or bumped it um so i had to keep playing and i had one of my buddies like pull it out of my bongo <laughs> while i'm playing like thank you so much it was falling over everything um but no yeah so pedal board is the tuner uh which is great because it's just a mute too i have my cali compressor um, and, and my roommate makes fun of me all the time, just my band in general, because I've gone through so many different compressors 
Uh, and it's not a sexy effect, right? It's, <laughs> it's all it does is it squishes and brings out like the good harmonic mid-range goodness. But I've gone through like 12 of them, man. And <laughs> this, this Cali Compact is the best one that I've had. Uh, I, I love it. And then after that, um, I have a, a Source Audio C4 synth pedal, um, which just does any weird shit I want it to. Like it's a little <laughs> filter for some songs. Uh, it's a, an octaver for when I need it. It's a phaser. It's a, it's a Swiss Army knife. It's just a fun pedal. Um, that's all that one does. So nothing too crazy right now. But but my main bass that I'm playing, um, you know, I have my Kiesel and I have all my Stingrays, but I'm, I'm loving my cheapest bass right now. <laughs> it's just a Fender uh, PJ that my buddy, um, well, my singer, JJ, he sold it to me. I had my friends paint the pit guard. Um, and then I had my tech Logan do a bunch of weird ass mods to it. So it's got, I can throw both pickups out of series. I can run them uh, with, it's got an onboard distortion thing, I think on there now. <laughs> uh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and it has, um, and now we're gonna, the next mod we're gonna do is we're gonna throw a hip shot detuner on there. Cause I, I like being able to, throw it there real quick and, and the harmonic play with that and then we're thinking about adding a humbucker underneath the pickguard um but we'll see we'll see if we do that i'm looking at it right now so i'm looking <laughs> okay but yeah that's that's more or less my, my gear right now man that that's pretty wild uh what i guess like what made you want to to get into mods like on your base because i don't feel that that's really like a common kind of thing but yeah, um, man, it's it's gonna be the answer you're gonna get for me for a lot of these things. Uh, Cause I thought it was cool, man. <laughs> uh, my 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 new tech, he uh, he's in another band um, with my buddy Carlos, um, and he's he's done really good work. He does it really fast. His turnaround is great. And I talked to him about. It. I just kind of like just kind of threw it out into bullshit because I know he does a lot of mods on his own shit. I was like, hey, man, like what kind of weird shit can we do in my base? And he just started throwing out so many ideas, so many words that I didn't know. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's let's do that. And then he said, okay, but which ones? I said, yeah, just, you know, yeah. <laughs> just do them and I'll, I'll pay you and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Uh, more, more, you know, tools at my disposal. It doesn't hurt to have them. But the one mod that I really want to do, but I don't know if I want to commit yet, is um, I want to get the old Les Claypool bass whammy, you know? <laughs> <He's> yeah. <still> <laughs> I think it'd be so cool, but it's four hundred dollars for that little damn thing. Last time I checked, and I was like, "It's cool." I said, four hundred dollars, cool. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but yeah, um, I love, I love this month. <laughs> Man, all right. So the big question: Why don't you like uh, multi-bass player bands? Motown. Why don't I like Motown <laughs> bass player bands? <laughs> oh yeah, like 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 Jocko and stuff like that. Like SMV or something. Mm, I don't even know who SMV is. Who's that? Oh, like Stanley Clark and Marcus Miller. Oh, Stanley Clark. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, Stanley <laughs> Clark, I'll throw, I'll throw one out for there. Yeah, you know, it's just, it, it's real corny to me, man. It just comes <laughs> up so corny to me. Uh, and, I, and I've tried a couple of times. Um, I just can't get into it. I don't know. Uh, I've, especially like, like, like with Victor Wooten, especially. And that's the one that I get the most the most bullshit on, you know? And I, and, I, and I actually, I love watching his videos too because he is such a smart guy. He has so many cool ideas. Uh, and then I watch his songs. And I'm like, man, that fucking, that technique is amazing. He can do anything he wants to. Um, and then I listen to the music. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's, it's just not personally for me. Um, it comes back down to the, the old, uh, you can't you can't win everybody, you know? You can't win yeah, everybody yeah. 
there are bass players that I fucking love that I know are nowhere near as good as like your Jacob Astorius or your or your you know Victor Wooten, like um, the dude in Pantera, man. <laughs> he wins yeah. me over. There's this one bass groove he does. I think it's an Unbroken. That's so cool, and it's just and it's so simple. It's like two lines of the same thing over and over again, but it just it supports the overall picture as opposed to maybe when I listen to that Victor Wooten song, and he is the overall picture. Right? He is <laughs> he he is the what the show. He that is what you're coming for. Uh, less of a team effort, maybe. Um, I have to think harder about that question to really answer. <laughs> maybe I just say because I like to make people mad. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for people to, that don't know, I always try to get Joey to like be a part of this like weird three person or three bass player band and he always declines no, no, never. <laughs> for one uh, i i don't think i have the ear that i'm good enough to play with you and andrew for one that's the first thing um and and two is there's this band called the omnific uh have you, have you heard have you seen them yes yes two bongos two two uh big walls and they are so good. But every time I hear their music, I am just waiting for that guitar to come in. Maybe it's because I started on guitar, but I'm like, this just, it doesn't have that, that it doesn't fill out the, the total spectrum that I that I need it to. Um, yeah, but they're so good. Yeah. The end product's not for me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, like, there's definitely no, like, right or wrong, right? Like, it's all your personal preference. So that's yeah, that's cool with me, yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about, uh, some of your, your favorite, like, anime songs that have bass. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you're real big into anime. Um, I'm kind of late to the party. Like, I was always, like, Dragon Ball Z. I like anime. And, uh, you know, I just started, like, Hunter Hunter and My Hero kind of stuff. So, and a little JoJo. So, I'm getting, like, a little bit into it. But, um, I recognize the music is, is, like, wild. And I've seen you uh, like post some covers and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I, I cover a lot of anime crap, man. I do a lot of the anime. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so much fun, man. Like, I don't know what it is about the culture or what it is about why why they write that way, but they just have some killer stuff. Um, there's, I'm trying to think, man. One of the first anime baselines I ever heard that caught. Oh yeah, it was there's Cowboy Bebop. You know, Cowboy Bebop. There's and it's just like a like a jazz thing and then, which again it's funny because i don't like this i don't like this um <laughs> but it's just like this walking baseline and i always thought it was so cool because like you know looking back if, if you wanted to the basis he could have just wrote like a cool little you know do some little eighth notes and just just do it just again but he, he went the extra mile to add like extra melodic content um i'm actually man i'm, I'm roshi does an anime cover set uh, i don't know when that happened but we've done we've done pack south a couple times and it was it was really it was really fun man because the the second time we did it we did it on all anime set for about an hour nothing but anime songs and the drake and josh theme song for some reason we thought it'd be funny <laughs> like hey this is our favorite anime is the drake and josh you know and jd has got the voice for it so we did it um but then when we did um we did the my hero academia song we did a peace sign that was one of my favorites and that's such a cool baseline and, and there's a lot of it, it taught me a lot of things harmonically like how to build tension and there's little ideas that i never would have thought of otherwise but we did that song it was it was the cutest thing man there was this uh mom who was dressed as some micro academia character and then she brought her son up to the front of the stage and he was just like little deku and he was freaking out and i was like ah, look at that uh and then and then we closed with a naruto song uh one of the first ones uh Kanata, and um the bunch of of course a bunch of weebs were there right you know it's a, it's a video game convention but there's a bunch of weebs there they kind of intersect 
Um, and then they started uh, like a ninja, like a, you know how the end of the Naruto run when they throw their arms back and they run? Yeah. Funny as shit, man. They started doing like a Naruto running pit, like a couple, you know, a couple dozen people. I was like, <laughs> that's, I didn't ever expect that to happen, but I thank you for that. <laughs> it was, it's cool, man. I, lo I love their, their music and their, their take on their, their approach is just so well. I can't even describe it. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like, um any of that like anime style or, or which isn't even like a style like it's metal or whatever whatever the song is like do you feel like any of those anime songs are uh impacting the way you write now oh yeah oh definitely definitely um especially because uh, I, I have a really bad habit i never unless i'm gonna cover a song i never learned the entire song man i just <laughs> learned the, i just learned the good bits right like this one time uh, i learned I, I learned the basic main riff to tommy the cat and then I, the, my drummer was like hey so he started playing and then once we got to a certain section i was like no dude i don't know so this is not, not the main riff. but um but the, the anime songs that i do learn they, they definitely affect um the way i, I write in roshi and, and we, we get that comment quite a bit uh that, that, we got that one time it was hey y'all like uh, like american j-rock i was like oh okay <laughs> I'll, I'll take it man that's, that's cool sounds like an anime song i was like okay cool because uh, i was watching um adam nearly he did a video on japanese music uh, and the, the sax player he had in the video that described it in kind of a cool way it's like uh it's in a major key but it has like this kind of melancholy kind of melody to it right it's like everything's bad now, but it's going to get better. So it's like, if I can go for that major feel with the kind of minor melody somehow boosting it, it'd be cool. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so what's, what's Roshi doing now? Like, especially with the pandemic and, and kind of our like lockdown for majority of this year. Yeah. Um, man. So when it kicked off, we were just finishing up a, a single. Uh, big bummer. Um, Roshi has somehow our we have bad luck when it comes to like these these releases, so we weren't able to do our release. But we so we dropped it online, uh, and then after that, we said, "Hey, well, we have free time, and we do this anime set. Let's do a a um, Naruto cover EP." So we did, we did three of those songs, and that was super fun. Uh, we went to a very good sound studios. Um, Josh Jimenez, uh, amazing, uh, amazing guy. You record us really, really well. Um, if, uh, when you listen to the quality of our, our track, that, this is like the first album I've done that I was like, man, this is fucking amazing. Like before, I was like, well, you know, I only paid the guy like 40 bucks. I can't get anything. <laughs> but now with this guy, I was, I was so, so happy and so proud of it. And, and having good quality recording really makes that difference. But um, now we're, we're writing more. We're using that time. Um, we were trying to, to be as safe as possible, so we weren't trying to meet up a whole lot, you know. Um, but now we're getting to the point where there are, the country is kind of like, hey, we're going to start opening up everything. Uh, they even, like, one, my, my singer, he's a teacher, and they're like, hey, you got to come back now. <laughs> so, so we're like, well, shit, well, if they're going to make us, we might as well play it safe and meet up with each other. So we've been writing. Uh, we want to put out another um, uh, album sometime next summer, hopefully. Um, but the, one of the hard parts with that right now for us is that we're trying to raise money for it too. But the, the main way we would do that was gigging, right? And <laughs> we we don't think it's time to gig yet, man. We don't, we personally don't don't want to do that. So we're trying to figure out other ways. But while we write, um, but hopefully we'll have a single out sometime early next year. Um, and then we're we're probably gonna do we might do our first like stream show, um, maybe towards December. Uh, Bit Bitforce, the, the, you know those those nice guys. They're doing a bit fest. <clears throat> they asked us to help out, so we might jump on that one. Uh, we we've been hesitant to do the streaming thing for like, kinda uh, because I, I mean I've I've seen some of the quality of some of the other streams, and I just don't think it's the best way to to represent your product or your music, you know. And it's 
was like, who is this for really? You know, so I was like, uh, yeah. but, but with, with Joey and them, we've seen what they've done in the past. I, I think it's a wizard studio where he records the stuff. Um, and we've seen the, the video quality is great. The audio is great. He's a sound engineer. He's been doing sound for me, for, for Roshi, whenever we do shows with them. And he always does a great job. So I, I trust him. So we, we'll probably do that. So we might do a show and then we're, we're just looking to finish up recording. And then we'll see what happens next. Yeah. Shout out to BitForce, man. Yeah, man. Um. <laughs> Such a good drummer. I love it. I mean, they're all big, but the drummer is the one that like, first caught my attention. I've got a small brain, so like anytime I hear like last beats with cool rhythms, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, I love blast beats. Yeah, <laughs> never heard it in Roshi. Probably you probably will never hear it in Roshi, but it's it's still really cool. <laughs> so, um, okay, so new new album. Are you trying to work on that? So what what's a way that people can uh, support support y'all right now? Maybe like financially you have any merch albums for sale like yeah uh financially right now if you want you can always just jump on the old back camp uh and our as far as i remember that's the way i priced it was it's, it's free it's free you can donate whatever you want um strangely enough i've noticed in the past because i've been doing this for a couple of years um that when you do that option as opposed to a set price people typically tend to give more than you'd ask for <laughs> so like if i set it for five you just get five. But if you set it for name your prize, people 10, 20, 30, 40, just because they, they want to help you on more than that. And you know, nowadays, everybody has um, <clears throat> some sort of streaming service. So it's kind of like, well, they're already on that. Why do they have to pay? It's like, well, mm -hmm. this, you know, this, this directly supports us. Mm -hmm. um, as far as merchandise, we've got a bunch. We, man, I, um, I, I don't know if you see, but I, I'm constantly paying local artists to do new anime drawings of Roshi because it makes me smile, man. And I get to see that, and then I get to support local artists um, Nina, Victoria, Ricky, you know, they've all done really cool stuff for us. Um, and, and to be able to, to collaborate with them is always super cool. Um, but we want to get those designs eventually and we want to put them on, on merchandise, um, which we'll probably make available at our gigs. Um, I haven't really talked to the guys about it, but putting it online would be cool. But I just know that when you use like Teespring or something with the designs, they, they really overcharge the people who are just trying to get your stuff and then we don't even get as much of a cut. So it's kind of like a, We'll see how that goes. Buzzle back, I guess, is the best way to support. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, so you mentioned like local artists, and something like I also attribute to you is like your just support for like the local scene, whether it be music or um, artists. Like, what what to you makes like the local art scene so important? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, the, the the easy answer for me is just I. I'm a part of it and I love it. <laughs> but as far as the local music scene, music art scene, just everything, I just think they're they're at a point where they they really need that support, um, especially locally if they're going out and they're 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 putting all this time and effort into something. Uh, and if you like it, and that's the important part, I always want to stress to people, you know, what I mean? if if you like it. Please, you know, support it. Show them that you you care about it. And, you know, I think that any artist, <clears throat> musician, whatever, if they're using that sort of platform, um, they they all kind of want a little bit of uh, validation, right? I don't think any of us does it. That uh, they're just like content with. I don't care if anybody ever likes. You know, no, I think we all would like it a little bit. So uh, I always want to try to support people as much as I can. And and I always tell my friends because um, <clears throat> as far as the music I listen to in my own time, it's either all Japanese music, man, like J Rock and shit. <clears throat> or it's local bands, right? So if you if you put on my like my Spotify, it's 
Vanilla Drive, Noise Code, Medusa Complex, Roshi, and then a bunch of Japanese bands for about two hours straight, okay. and back to back to the local music, and and it's just such a cool thing. And, and you know, I always love, man, like this this feeling of um, the the happiness that a local musician gets <laughs> when you share their shit with somebody, uh, and somebody else really loves it, and they reach out. Like every time, like Roshi, pretty often people will message us asking for like, hey, you know, what are the lyrics on this song? What are you know, you know what what you know things like that and like oh cool man I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you but then i ask but how did you find out about us because i'd really love to know because i don't know who you are you know it means a lot when it's just some random person and just saying hey i love your shit uh and then so oh well i had a friend who was playing you know your music in this tattoo shop i was in or no my buddy was in the car and he put you all on and i was like hey what the hell is that and that that means a lot um so i want to i want to be able to put that back out there for, for other people uh hopefully i can make them happy the way people kind of make me smile <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, well, Joey, like, I really appreciate your time. Uh, I thank you for being the guest. And um, just where where can people follow you on social media and follow Roshi on social media? Yeah, man. Um, they can find us. I mean, the thing that we stay the most constant, uh, the updating right now, at least, is probably our Instagram. Okay. So if you want to find us at Roshi, S-A-T-X, that's the best way. And that's Roshi, R-O-S-H-I-I, like Master Roshi, but two eyes, without a real letter or that one. Um, and then S-A-T-X, like San Antonio, Texas. And then we're, we have the Roshi um, Facebook page as well. People can always jump on and, and follow us there. We don't really do the Twitter thing. Maybe we should, <laughs> but not right now. There's nothing there. So if you look for us, you, you will not find us. <laughs> um, and then uh, I also, you know, add any of us from the Roshi Facebook page. That's uh, I've noticed that. Uh, if you don't pay a certain amount to the Facebook gods, then <laughs> they don't make your stuff as viral. But if you go to add one of us, you'll typically see us share our stuff out there. You get better access and it's quicker and, and more direct. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I'm glad to catch up. We should uh, definitely catch up more often. And um, yeah, have a good night, man. Yeah, man. You too. Thanks. Right, thanks. Nice okay. talking to you. Later. Later.